Hello once again, it's Felix, age 29, radiology pre-registration specialist for a hospital, for a business office. Uh, common, oh, we never actually talked about it, but Jim, our common favorite thing this week is going to be airlines. Favorite airlines. My favorite airlines, I've only flown twice, but still is probably my favorite. It was a toss-up between... ANA, which is my second favorite, and JetBlue. I've never flown JetBlue. Yeah, that's the thing because their prices are always just a little bit more expensive than like the cheaper ones. And JetBlue, what I really like about them is their the app, the and the integration that they have with their app and and the the buying process and it, it, it's really well thought out and pretty fluid. And the service is amazing. You get like free coffee at the terminal. Um yeah, it, it it's it's pretty good for just a little bit extra the the service and the ease of the app and, and all that. It, it was pretty worth it, but I've been so poor recently, <laughs> I haven't been able to even like afford the, uh, JetBlue, like upgrading a little bit to JetBlue. Having coffee before you get on the plane that sounds clutch. I think more places should do that. It really is, and like uh, sometimes they offer tea too, and it so whatever you prefer. Yeah, it it, it is really nice. When I first decided to, to do it, I, I think it was an ad that got me. I remember just thinking, like, oh, this is pretty cool. And, and then the whole experience was just really, really nice. I'll have to check it out next time I fly. Yeah. Uh, my Now for the second secret thing, my since uh, the U.S. Open is going on right now, my favorite tennis player. <laughs> have fun with this, Jim. Um, right. My favorite tennis player is Leighton Hewitt uh, from Australia. I guess he's retired now, uh, so favorite still playing is Roger Federer. Okay, both like Roger Federer because just how tech, like how good he is. Like he's been in the game for so long, and like he used to be um, number one seed like years ago, and then he just grabbed the number one seed recently. And I think that's just like ridiculous. Lane Hewitt is just my favorite tennis player because of like I love his play style, and he's just the one handed backhand and. Just how like his energy that he puts into the game. He he gets so he's so intense to the point that you're just like, oh okay, all right, calm down. It's just one point. But he's a ballerina on the court. Yeah, basically, <laughs> more like a rock star on the court. But <laughs> anyway, all right, boy, I'm gonna have to think on the fly here. You usually do I think I can well. do. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Hey everyone, this is Jim, 29, statistician, volunteer, tutor. The not secret secret favorite thing. My favorite airline, I don't fly a whole lot. However, I moved somewhat recently and the airport near me has Frontier, which probably is a lower budget airline, but that's awesome because to upgrade, it's so cheap. It's like 15 bucks for, I mean, quote, first class. And Mm -hmm. I really, sorry, Frontier, I'm not really trying to shit on you here. But, you know, there's more leg room and I'm a taller guy, so that's always nice. And what I like is that, and this is kind of the opposite of what people look for in an airline, but they don't have a whole lot of flights, which sounds ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but I'll say that it keeps me from just driving to the airport and hopping on a plane on a random Saturday. You know, I usually don't have that kind of flexibility, but sometimes I do think about it. Have you ever done that? I want to. There's all these like lightning deals, right? That 
vacation sites have where it's just like, oh, twenty dollars for you know for to, to fly from here to Hawaii or something. Like, yeah, I, I always dream about just being able to do that. Now, the nice thing though is, um, I I have I used to have a friend who worked for American Airlines and having a buddy pass that was pretty cool. I I oh. did it once. I flew to Vegas like on a whim. I think I'd like to fly somewhere and not pack a whole lot. Mm. Even if it's somewhere I've been before, yeah. I just want to go with like a very small bag. It may be like one change of clothes and just kind of see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with Frontier, anything is possible. Sponsorship, please, please. We've been really trying hard these past few episodes. <laughs> no, no, we, we got to stop. We gotta stop panhandling for sponsorship. We're not going to find it for such a niche like podcast. You don't know, man. That's true. I'm sure the flight attendants get bored and they probably have Terrace House on their phones when they're behind the curtains. All right, fine. We might as well JetBlue. We're also uh, open for a sponsorship. Might as well throw it out there for them, too. Our listener base is growing. Uh, secret, actual secret favorite thing, favorite tennis player. Well, Felix, as you know, I am not a fan of tennis. Oh, However, you're not? No, I'm not. But <laughs> sometimes on SportsCenter, they'll have crazy plays if there's a, a good rally or whatever. And there's a guy, I want to say his name is, uh, I'm going to fuck this name up, Gail Monfils? Monfils, yeah, 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 he's insane. He looks like he has fun. I think he's a French guy, right? Yes, He's a French tennis player. He looks like he just has fun playing, so I got to pick him. He is known for doing whatever he needs to do to get the point. He dives, he, yeah, he's really, really good. I I really like him. He has that grit and hustle. Yeah, I I actually got to see him play live at the U.S. Open two years ago. So oh, I think two years cool. ago, two years ago. Yeah, so that that was definitely entertaining. I like him, but I'm not going to get carried away and actually try to see him live. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll like him from a distance. <laughs> okay. Uh, you ready? Yeah, yeah. That was kind of long, so let's just get into it. Let's go. Welcome back to Tourist House, the outsider's look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Well, Felix, this is our 15th episode. Ooh, you know what they say about when you reach 15, episode 15. 15, feeling clean, right? Ooh, that was good. I actually couldn't come up with that. I'm so say. glad you came up with that. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Quick on your feet. I was like, I hope he has something, because I was like, 15, <laughs> lose your spleen. No, oh, man. Yeah, well, we're coming down. We're in the 40s, and it's uh, stuff is really starting to, it's starting to gel in a weird way. I'm happier than I was last, last week. Me too, for the most part. Yeah, it was what you said before, how you didn't like the house, that hit me. And I just agreed with it so much, and it just made me sad. But watching these episodes, there's a good amount of things that happen, but it's all happening at once, and it's, I don't know, it it's still it still is more entertaining, and and I I enjoyed watching it more than I did last week. It's a bit unfortunate because I feel like it really couldn't have gotten much worse mm-hmm. on a relative scale yeah. right, compared to what we have seen the past 30-some-odd episodes before last week. I agree. 
So I was pretty optimistic that it was going to get better. And as you said, and I agree with, it did. So let's get into why it's better, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. So episode 39 picks right back up from where 38 left off with the weird kiss that Burns tried to give Misaki and she turned him down. Uh, it's the next morning and they're at the kitchen table and they talk about it and she asks him if he remembers what happened and he said, yeah, he was drunk. But she also said that it made her happy. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, you know, if it made her happy, I mean, we can't tell her it didn't. Still didn't make it any better for me personally. Nope. That was really bad. <laughs> when they did the replay, though, yeah, that, I just skipped right through that. Yeah, you have to. You know, I used to make fun of you for skipping through some scenes like that, but that that was the one. I mean, when he just he's he's kneeling down and she's she's <laughs> has her back on the couch and, it, and he's and just she's at a, uh, like she's arching back because of the couch because since she's on the floor, ew, it was just not a good look. I still think it's worse than the Uchi one. The more time I've had to think about it, the more I think I'm inclined to agree. Because last time I think I said that I thought the Uchi one was mm. worse. But this one is a bit weird because I think Burns is a little worse. He he was uh, he's kind of a weird guy. I'll save my uh, comments for that until later. Your vitriol for Burns. Yes. Next, we see Rico and her friend, and they're talking about Tadashima. And she tells her that, yeah, she might go out with him again. But she also feels like it's kind of at a standstill. And so she says that she might have to be the one to ask him out. I think it was put more like if Hayato asked her to go out again, she would. But she said, like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. And then her friend actually suggested, well, maybe you should do something about it. And I, I was excited to see Rico make a move. Me too. I also want to point out before that, though, she, the friend was asking about the new member, a.k.a. Crumpmaster Flex, a.k.a. Yuki Barnes, what happened with that possibility. And she said he's interested in a, one of the other housemates. And I thought it was interesting how she put it. Because I thought that Rico and Misaki were a lot closer. And, you know, maybe considered themselves, you know, kind of like siblings. But she just said another girl. Not even a friend, just another girl. What's kind of strange about that is you figure that her friend is going to watch the show at some point. So I don't think it would have been bad if she had named Misaki. Like, it's not like it's some person off camera and maybe they want to lead a private life and they don't yeah. want to be named or something. Misaki is... In the house. She lives yeah. with Rico and her friend would be able to watch the show and see who it is. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting. And maybe that was a little bit of her contempt coming through. She, you know, she kind of feels like maybe she lost to Misaki as far as Burns goes. Uh, Momo-chan is starting her pro classes, right? She meets with, uh, he's the director, I guess, of the company that she was accepted to. This uh, guy seems a lot cooler than Rico's talent agency guy. Yeah. Definitely had some very nice things to say and said, like, you you know, have the height we, and I can tell you've been putting in the work. And if, when you do put in the work, you can get much better. So that was nice. After that meeting, she goes home and she says, hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm out of here. Hey, Armand, remember that date we're going to go on? Tell me you didn't see this coming. It was not surprising at all. Everyone seems pretty happy for her. They encourage her. And even Armand. And we've seen mm -hmm. him be a, a good sport about getting turned down, getting passed <laughs> over before. I don't mean for that to sound as funny as it does, but that's a reality. I mean, he's he has not been lucky in love. Here's the thing. With, with her saying that she was leaving, it was no surprise to me. Like, I knew, I was like, the next scene coming has to be her 
like saying that she was going to leave. I'm not going to lie, though. I didn't really feel much from this, from her saying that she wanted to leave as other housemates. Uh, I don't know about you, but I just I felt that even though I was cheering for her to do well and she was really nice, I don't know. I just didn't feel much for this. I was still sad, but this is almost on the level with them when Adisa left. No, I'm with you, man. And I think that comparison that we had discussed earlier, she was very much like Arisa. Mm-hmm. She was very active outside the house and doing her own things. So when she leaves, it's not that you're rooting against her, but it's more of a of a neutral sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you want her to do well because there's there's nothing wrong with her. She seems like she's very nice, as Arisa was as well. So you wish her luck, and she accomplished her goal. But she didn't make top three in the contest, but she turned pro. That's yeah. a very, it's a bittersweet very big kind of accomplishment. Thing. Right. It wasn't exactly what she wanted, but it's enough for her to move on and really start her career. Because this was it for her, and so she got what she wanted, sort of. And that's why it's no surprise that she's leaving. Just one last thing to touch on it. Just it was I was kind of analyzing why I didn't feel much about it and trying to dwell a little bit longer on it. And I feel that she had no real connections with anybody in the house. Like I feel besides Armand, and I, maybe that's because she's was working like practicing every day. But you know, with if you think about the other two guys. Yuki just came, so you know she wasn't, you know, that acquainted with him. And Hayato's, you know, creeping on Rico, and the other two women in the house. I, I don't think they had really that much of a chance to grow together. So maybe that's why. That's what I was thinking. The why I wasn't feeling too uh, sad about it. I think a part of it too is Rico and Misaki, as you just mentioned, have a pretty good rapport together. And it's tough, and I feel like with Momo-chan, more so than any other new person in the house, she was very much the third wheel, if you break it up by gender. Because before, I felt like there was a bit more cohesion with, let's say, all the boys or all the girls. Kind of like it is now, I think, with the guys. I think the guys have kind of hit their stride in these three episodes as being friends. But Momo-chan was never really able to sort of crack into that Riko-Misaki friendship because they seem like Misaki has taken on a bit of the older sister role to Riko. And Momo-chan, between her just not being there and the closeness between Riko and Misaki, she never really had a chance there. Yeah, And so it is kind of hard to care when it's the person might not be there as much. And yeah, they don't really interact. That's not a dislike. It's just, okay, you didn't really get to do much, so... Good luck dancing. See ya. <laughs> Jim's uh, patented farewell. To- <laughs> yeah. Later, loser. So she leaves, and then pretty much right away, we get the new member, right? Yeah. Masako Endo, who is a model. 22 from Fukuoka. Man, she is gorgeous. She's I, very I, pretty. Oh, my God. She's very pretty. I don't care about music anymore. I don't care about Kurumi. It's the Martha show right now. I want you to say that to their faces. I would never. (laughs) So she comes in. um, She kind of dabbles in childcare. Yeah, she said she was like studying. She studied in high school, right? Yeah. She's very direct. I love her attitudes so far. And she comes in and they're talking to her. And they ask her what she wants out of life. And she says she wants to be happy. And right away, it's that ding, ding, ding. It's that connection with Armand. My head kind of popped up. Yeah, and I was just, ooh, I was like, I was excited, like, all right, all right, Armand, round three, let's go. I know. 
like fresh off the girl that you were going for just up and leaving it's uh yeah there will most likely be no time wasted here <laughs> did you notice how there was a, a lot of awkward pauses and staring and there was a longer part where people were just staring at her uh and then she just goes uh I, who who opened it up was it yuki who asked uh are you half no no i think she just said it herself right she's just like I'm yes half, i'm half japanese half filipino yeah i was so excited because people might not know because we don't have pictures of us on anywhere uh but i'm i'm filipino so i was <laughs> that's the i don't know if uh, there were any other cultures of like this but filipinos seem to be very excited about finding out there are uh, other like there there's other famous filipino like or whatever like anybody filipino does a thing we're all excited so i was hyped <laughs> to find out she was half filipino gotta represent man definitely and then she also makes a comment. She says, I noticed there are more people with stronger features. And she kind of gestured toward Armon mm-hmm. and Yuki. Like, hey, I'm like one of you. So, yeah, but it was kind of different because, as you said, she volunteered it. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, yeah. So it was something, you know, she probably gets that question a lot. She's kind of like scoring perfect points. Yeah. Granted, being Filipino is probably just like 200 points out of 100 already. So it's <laughs> for me. <laughs> You can't pick her as the MVP then. That's just not fair. Ooh. It's too much of a modifier. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. But I'm going to keep a close eye on you. So later on, when Riko and Misaki bring her to the girls' room, they ask her about which guy she finds attractive. And as much as you're sitting there holding your breath, hoping she says Armand, she says, actually, uh, Tarashima is pretty attractive. Mm. And this is... Um, <laughs> I didn't feel too great about this because <laughs> didn't I didn't feel too great about Terashima as a person, but I don't know. I don't know. That was probably, what, an hour or two hours at most of being inside the house? So, like, yeah. yeah. And there's plenty more time, at least we well, we know because uh, the season is almost over, so yeah, things yeah, will probably yeah. have to move quickly, you know, no matter what happens. So the next morning, uh, some of them seem kind of hungover. And they're like, all right, let's go to the pool. And so they all go to the pool. They're having a good time. Uh, and Armand wastes no time. He asks her out right away. Mm-hmm. Right? She says yes, but it seemed like a such a polite actually no, but I'm going to say yes because why not? You know, it didn't seem very assertive. Yeah. I think Armand was trying to take the approach, uh, the uh, strong approach. But I don't know. It it seems a little bit fast. Even though Martha seems like the type of person to be into that because she seems so straightforward. This one seems, I don't know. They were still in front of everybody. Like everybody was still outside, right? Or they were still hanging out with everybody. And just to do it off on the side just seemed the timing was off. And I think the way he did it, there's nothing wrong with the way that he did it. And hey, you have to ask, right? Ask and ye shall possibly receive right <laughs> yeah and he tried but yeah she doesn't really seem super into it. and like you said it might have been a bit a bit too soon so they go back into the house and they're in the kitchen and they ask her what she's going to do and she says that she's going to go work out and armand says hey i work out too let's go work out so i think at this point now he's coming on too strong yes this was yeah. the line for me yeah, yeah, it, that that right there it was just like, oh, Armand, you should have definitely seen it there. The first time, that's acceptable, whatever. But the, right then and there, 
should have pumped the brakes a little bit. Yeah. I you know, I feel like every time we say we say slow down a lot. <laughs> so I, like the the intro song seems to be so well chosen on top of being a jam. It is a jam. Uh it seems there's a lot of a lot of people in this in this uh season can learn a lot from it. Or are we just two big prudes? We could just be prudes. <laughs> If you think Jim and Felix were prudes, please write to welcome to touristhouse at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Thank you. Uh, not how I would have wanted to plug the email, but yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Armand comes on again and she says, yeah, sure. Again, kind of in a dismissive way, but when he leaves and it's just Martha and Tadashima, we really see how she feels. She mm-hmm. She's really open about how she was a little bit uncomfortable or, or how she says, well, he asked me out, so I guess I'll go out with him. It's fine. However, Hayato, I found you most attractive. And this mm-hmm. is her straightforwardness that we got from just when she came to the house the night before really comes through here. And she is just coming on really hard. And I don't think he knows what's going on. I really don't, at least right now. I, I agree. Hayato is just kind of riding the wave i think he's just taking it like one experience at a time and it's a bit strange because with rico we see how much differently he you know he acts Mm -hmm. and even when he came in the house he seemed to be very talkative with all of the women but with martha maybe he's just really not that into her or maybe he's a little put off by how straightforward she is and it could be both it could be a little bit of both oh i didn't think about that that you might be right about being too forward because if he's as creepy as we think uh for like younger younger girls you know that might be his his, his the exact like 180 of what he's into it could be yeah you oh, have man, some guys that, who like good, to pursue like, that's a good theory <laughs> yeah i don't like it but no, it seems no, no, like neither it's, do uh... i but it's just like <laughs> it it makes sense it answers it answers some of our questions if yeah. not all Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, so we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that concludes episode 39. Uh, Episode 40 kicks off, and we see the ladies playing Uno. I love Uno. I just want to say a quick aside. I love Uno. I love playing, like, hardcore. You can stack numbers, colors, reverse draw, too. Felix, I know you don't like my style of playing Uno, but it really is the only way to play this game. No, wait, what? No, I like it like that. It's like... (laughs) Like, you can stack, like, yeah. if you have, let's say, like, a bunch of yellows, and then, let's say, like, the last card you put then is a yellow seven, and then you have a green seven and then a bunch of greens, so you can, like, switch to the green seven on top of the yellow seven. Wait, and then why play did all you your, think I greens. didn't like it? I like it chaotic. Like really? That, because I, think I thought Uno's when we played boring. in Florida... <sighs> okay. Maybe. All right. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? <laughs> Please? Maybe. No, I'm not going to forgive you. Just finish. <laughs> okay. So they're playing Uno, and... Of course, they get talking about what the status is, who likes who, if anyone's dating. So Misaki comes out and she says, yeah, I'm into Yuki. He's a pretty cool guy. And then Martha and Rico play a really weird... I felt like I needed an inhaler for this scene. Mm-hmm. Because they were just dancing around it. They were... Oh, oh, man. And they're like, okay, well, I'll say if you say, okay. And they both... They don't actually say Hayato. But they both know who the other one is talking about. I think this is the first time that when two people had the same interest that it got this awkward. I think so too. 
it's weird. I think it it's really just because of their differences in personality. But I think Martha would have been the one to say, well, I think Hayato is cute, even though she said it when they were talking in their room the night before in episode 39. She said it and... So it seemed a bit odd to me. Or maybe she picked up on Rico being a bit more hesitant to talk about it. Maybe Martha didn't want to come on too strong and say, well, That's I what like I think him. And is. I know you do, so uh, get fucked. You know, maybe she didn't want to say that. That's what I think it is. So it's uh, we have an official love triangle right here. And we see two sides of this triangle or two corners. We could do either one, right? Sides or corners. It doesn't matter. Uh, they make pasta, right? So Tarashima is like, hey, let's make this summer pasta. And it seems like the whole time that he's showing Martha how to make it, she seems like she's really into him. Yeah, she couldn't. That was very apparent. But did you also notice that Hayata made a move in front of Rico? Oh, because he said, hey, is it cool if we make pasta tomorrow, right? Mm, yeah. We were just talking about, is Hayato aware or like what is he thinking? But... I don't think he's that oblivious that he would make a move on Martha in front of Rico, like doing that on a, like, not self aware. I don't think he would either, unless he didn't intend it to be a move. How is that not a move? Listen, if he really doesn't like her, then he just might think, well, you want me to teach you to cook, so let's cook. <sighs> See, if there was just anybody else in the world but this guy, I would agree. But I you just know. think he's scheming, huh? I he has to be. Yeah, he could be. He probably is. Look at his smile. Come on. <laughs> hate, hate, hate. Yeah, fair enough. I know we just got off the thing, and I still think he's there's a ninety five percent chance that he's a creep. However, I think he really came through in this scene. Jim, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I don't either. But I gotta give him credit here because. You know, I'm not going to say he rose to the level of your beloved Hansan, but I thought he was giving pretty good late 20s advice to someone who isn't quite sure what they want to do. It, and it wasn't in that tap way where it's like, oh, you don't know what you want to do? You're a moron. You're going to yeah. go live under a bridge, right? That's what you're destined to do because you don't have your plan right now. Yeah. He gave her good advice because it was relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about how he was an actor, and he's like, if you don't start yeah, now, then yeah, it might be harder. Yeah. It was good. No, it was. It was. Okay. Yes, yes. I, I, I agree. And especially the way that he was handling the food, he, it was just so professional. And I'm like, oh, man. Damn it. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, you don't want to like him, right? Yeah, but yeah. Like, but it's, yeah, damn, it. you really can't, you can't argue with yeah. a man in the kitchen. It was not bad. It was not bad. The way the way he slurped the, the spaghetti noodle. Did you like see a that? Pro. Like yes. And a pro. That was that was really smooth. You can tell Martha definitely was digging that. He was bringing it maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, we don't know. But for as professional in the kitchen as he was, Martha had no time for this advice and she was like, "Yeah, whatever career so. Let's talk about <laughs> dating. What's going on?" And then they talk about it a little bit, you know, he indicates that he kind of maybe sees Rico as a younger sister. You know, he could be telling the truth. He could be full of shit. It's really complicated. Yeah, He's kind really of hard is. to read here. Mm-hmm. That's why, man, he's scheming. He's yeah, scheming. He I know. It's, it's, oh, there's so much. It's Because he's, 
if like I said, if it was anybody else, this this scene would just score so many points for him. Yeah. And if he did all that, like all those moves in the kitchen and stuff, uh, just because he's he loves cooking so much and just unconsciously he does, he's not trying to impress anybody. He's just doing it because that's what he does. Then man, like that that would just seal the deal for me. But because who he is, I don't know. I can't just th- I I just keep thinking everything he does has some secret motive behind it. Which it very well could though. Yeah, I just I don't know how I felt. When, when he said she feels like a, a younger sister to me, that just made me think maybe is he just trying to lighten the blow that the fact that he still feels like he was shut out. So he's just trying to be like, oh, you know, well, it doesn't matter because she's like a younger sister to me. I don't know. You know, I kind of like that because it would make it more for himself. Like he's trying to convince himself as opposed to convincing Martha, because if he doesn't like her, then what what benefit would that have? Mm-hmm. Unless maybe he just sees her. Well, I guess the benefit could be if he sees her as a potential good friend, then he's opening up to her maybe a bit earlier than you might open up to someone about something like this. But it's possible that he's drawing the line right now for Martha saying, listen, I have this thing with Rico. I don't know what's going on. She kind of feels like a younger sister. That's why I kind of look at her. And maybe that's a way of letting Martha know, hey, like we're talking about this kind of stuff. Or maybe it's a way to let her know, hey... I could be kind of into you too because I don't look at her. I don't look at Rico like that. See, that's that's. I think what I said and what you just said there is sums it up for me. Yeah, uh, it's hazy, man. It very it is, dude. I'm saying this it's complicated. Dude uh, is dude is definitely he's setting something up. I, I don't know, motherfucker. Yeah, scheming motherfucker. Definitely. So later on, uh, in kind of a random scene, Martha makes smoothies for everyone. Uh, for all of the women to, and Armand, and everyone immediately, <laughs> yeah, everyone immediately has to use the bathroom. They're like, "Oh, it was good. I'll be right back." Yeah, that was that was weird. I I, I don't I don't know. The first couple people, I, I I get it because maybe they're trying to set up conversation or whatever. Uh, but between was it was it who was the last two? It was Rico and. It ends with Rico and Martha. Martha, yes. Yeah, it was Rico and Martha. And just can you imagine how she felt? Like, everybody just like, oh, my stomach hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think that was a really good look. There was definitely some odd tension between just the two of them. And you know Rico did not have a stomach hit when she said, (laughs) you know she was lying. I wrote that down. Right? Yeah, it's like 100%. There's, yeah, she's like, oh. My stomach is kind of hurting, too. <laughs> Bye. So convenient, isn't it? it right? So convenient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh, aren't, uh, something nice, though, happens next. Um, we get Rico finally decided on the, to sign with the talent agency. Congratulations. That weirdo dude was there. Um, but I guess he was maybe the mediator between the agency. Uh, because... Um, the the guy who was interviewing when we were talking about last week. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what's nice, though, is that Rico's mom travels from Nagoya to, I guess, sign stuff because she's she has to co-sign on things. But it was really nice. They ended up hanging out in the city and then, uh, like, having dinner in the city as, and <laughs> asking about, uh, so what do you think? And she immediately knew that, you know, you mean about Hayato? And she's like, yeah, of course, you know, it's, I feel weird right off the bat, but he seems kind of nice. 
I liked how supportive she was. Mm-hmm. I think she realizes, look, because she says to her when they first sit down for dinner, she says, I thought you were going to come home right away. Yeah, like a month after. Right. But you didn't. And so I think a part of that was, you know, a parental instinct of saying, well, you're my baby and I, you know, I thought you would do this thing. I mean, you're so young, you know, you haven't really lived away from home, but you didn't. And I mm-hmm. think that was her mom kind of realizing that she's going to make her own decisions and she voiced her concern. But, yeah, she seemed supportive. So mm-hmm. good job, mom. Yeah. And and it was re- she seems like a really good mom. And even more so when she visits the house. I was really hoping somebody was going to say, oh, here's a new member. I really was hoping for that, but uh, we, we didn't get it. Well, they did to Yuki, remember? Yeah, afterwards. I meant with um, uh, Hayato and uh, Arman. Oh, like when they first came in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I thought it was funny when uh, Tadashima first... Because he wasn't there at right when... Rico and her mom first came in mm-hmm. and Tadashima comes in and he kind of walked around her and I don't know, but I just, you find out later that they have spoken before on the phone while they're both drunk, which I thought, I thought was, was, uh, I thought that was cute. It was cute. I guess the, you know, the dad and me, I don't have any kids, but you know, my inner dad was like, if I had an 18 year old daughter and I was talking to a 29 year old guy that she was seen, and he was also drunk. I know it's legal for him, but I might be a little concerned because I know that my daughter isn't old enough to drink, and I just, I I couldn't mm-hmm. help but think about that a little bit. But her mom seems cool, as we said, and, you know, again, I'm a prude, as we said earlier, you know, I guess me more so than you, but <laughs> again, write in and let us know what you think. <laughs> I, I agree. I didn't see that. I didn't see that as a potential thing. Um, but... I I think because it's it's a co-ed living situation where there's five other people, you know, maybe, you know, the other people drink. I don't know. And it could also be that Misaki seemed to indicate, like, look, we're taking good care of Rico. Mm. Right. And so maybe her mom felt like, okay, they're they're good people, right? They're not going out driving drunk every night or ever, I mean, that we've seen. And, you know, that mm-hmm. seems unlikely. And so maybe her mom just thought, hey, I can trust these people. They seem pretty good. And it's okay. Yeah. Yuki comes back. <laughs> and uh, this is where stuff really, really takes a strange turn with him. Yeah. So he comes back and we found out he passed his driver's test. But he doesn't want to let Misaki know, even though she knew that he was going to get his results today. Yeah. And then and Tereshima was just like, you should just tell her. And then Armand was like... Yeah, she's been worrying about it all day. I'm just like, yeah, they're both right, so maybe you should listen to him. And he's just like, no, please, I got, I got, I got this under control. I'm gonna surprise. I'm gonna hit her with the surprise. <laughs> dude is corny. I swear, this dude, this dude is so corny. I can't stand it. He is corny, and a big part of that is I think I mentioned this last episode, but he's acting like his feelings for Misaki. I think are genuine. I don't. I don't think they're not. Let's put it that way. It's a non-negative. But when he gets a camera in his face, he's totally, totally just acting it up. Yeah, I can see that. You know? So the girls come back down and Rico's mom says goodbye. And then they ask about his, you know, the results of his test. And Yuki says, oh, well, I'll tell you later. Misaki's like, uh, no, you won't because I'm going to bed. And she goes to bed and Yuki's like, oh, 
what happened? I thought it was, I was going to do a really <laughs> yes. cool surprise. Well, I don't get it. And everyone's like, nah, you're an idiot. Yeah. You fucked up. You need to go and fix that. So he yeah. does. So he goes up and says, listen, I wanted to be surprised. And this is what I mean. He, he's, he's so extra about it. You know, he's yeah. so dramatic. And it's like, oh, I had this idea. I guess oh, it has to up. be acting. Yeah, no, you, you're right. And for everybody else, they're not, you know, they're not acting. They're just being themselves. But I, how did, how did he think this was going to go? That's what I, I was just trying to wrap my head around it. Like, how did he think that was? I don't know. It would have been better if he said, I failed a second time. Then Misaki says, oh, maybe you'll get it next time. And then the next day, he's out front and he's in the car and she's leaving the house. And he's like, come on, we're going out. That would have been better. But that type of surprise doesn't make sense. You're you're instilling a negative feeling, a fake negative feeling to bring a positive. I, I don't know. Those type of surprises don't really get me. I think the negative feeling, at least the way that I looked at it, was the negative feeling for Misaki was more of a suspenseful thing where she wanted to know the outcome. And of course, she wanted it to be good. She wanted him to pass. But if he failed, I don't think she would have been like, well, you're a loser. I'm not going to date you anymore. Like, I don't think it would have had that effect. It would have had the same if, like, it would have been better and more ideal if that happened the first time around. But he failed. <laughs> like, he legitimately failed. I, I think, like, just doing this second time around, because she was so worried about it and, like, just so eager to hear the results, you should have just told her. This has no added value. And he's corny as shit, as we have he's established. So the it's... biggest cornball on this show. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, I just want to mention in this scene, if I hear that, did you mean what you said? Song <laughs> one more time, like we're done the podcast. <laughs> I hate that song. I hate that song. We've talked yeah. about the music before and it's some of it's good, some of it's bad, but they, they're really abusing it recently. Yeah. I had to get that out because it was weighing down on my chest. This episode ends with more corniness and... It's mostly corny, but a little bit of what are you doing? He's watching Misaki get rejected in Yokohama. And I mean, he's watching it like it's it's like he doesn't know what's going to happen. And I guess he doesn't know the specifics, but he's so corny just watching it. It's like, how do you look corny just watching TV like that? I put in my notes that I quote unquote studying. It kind of was. Yeah, it's just like. The, when when they replayed the Hikata rejection, and it, they put on like they switched to his face, how are we supposed to feel as an audience? Like I I don't know, lame. I guess we're supposed to sympathize with him and say, oh, he really cares. But then it's what is he studying? Because it's not like he wants to reject her. If he wanted to reject her and he was like okay maybe i'll do it in a different way like i don't want to you know reopen that exact same yeah. wound maybe i could see that uh, but there didn't seem to be any real point to him watching this yeah like what is he studying <laughs> i don't know i don't know i just it was oh god i can't stay all right Idiot, let's let's, let's let's keep it rolling let's because there's a lot more to come yeah so, like okay so that's the end of that episode. So 41, we go right into the date. So it's the next morning and she comes out. She's wearing the dress that he got her. 
they go out to the garage and he puts his little nerd glasses on because he can't <laughs> see when he's driving the car. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come Full on, disclosure, I wore glasses for many years. I got LASIK, so I, I, I'm, I <laughs> like glasses, but not, not enough to keep them because I got LASIK. But I'm not, you know, it's just it's just because it's him. It's him. So I'm sorry if you wear glasses. I love you. But it's just it's him. And he has like his little like baby training wheel sticker that he puts on his car. No, I think we should actually, um, we as in uh, us in the U.S., we should uh, adopt that. That makes sense. It's very easy to do. But what would the benefit be, though? Because like you, people would still get mad at people. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but you would be more cautious around them. Would you? I think so. I would be. I'd be like, all right, I need to get past this dude. I do not want to. I just, I don't want to, like, be involved with this person any longer than I have to. They go to lunch, and they're talking, and Misaki's like, oh, what else is planned? And he's like, well, I have some more stuff planned, if you don't mind. Uh, lunch him like it went okay. Then they end up in Yokohama. So we miss pretty much their entire date, right? Because <laughs> it's lunch, and then the opener, and then it's, like, the evening all of a sudden. And I'm like, well, it would have been nice to maybe see one thing, but we didn't. We just uh, can assume it went well because, surprise, surprise, he confesses, she confesses back, and they have a proper kiss, one that she wanted. Uh, it went well, all things considered. At first, I thought it was stupid and corny and lame for him to take her back to Yonkohama and also at the same exact spot that they were at that he was obviously studying for. But at the end, the end I thought it was cute because at the end she was just like i I like yokohama now so he overrode the bad memories that she had in yokohama so in the end i was like okay all right fine i'll that that was good that 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 was a uh, that was a clean one yeah i didn't like the idea of it at first but it did have good results so good job burns question mark and also her laughing ruined the entire atmosphere i can't she she kept laughing yeah, that's just her, dude. She's just she's a nervous laugher. They so this is what the only second couple of the series, right? Um, Which officially, you know was the last one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're the right fit for each other. Really? Well, we'll see later. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're an okay fit for right now because they're both kind of like, nah, but <laughs> it has potential. But as you said, we we will see. All right, so this is pretty cool stuff coming up. So there's. Basically, an unexpected beach day, right? Mm -hmm. They're getting ready, or beach slash cabin, right? It's uh, camping. Uh, First thing they do, they get there, they check the place out, and they go skateboarding. And uh, (laughs) they really want to make Armand look like shit. Like, at this point, it's not even a question for me. I'm convinced the producers are just like... They have it out for this guy. Yeah, I felt so boy. bad for him. Like, he was just trying. And then he just, like, he's, first of all, he's skating barefoot. Yeah, why was he doing that? I, because he probably had flip-flops on or something. But, was like, that was really bad. They, they, like, recorded him falling, trying it, like, twice, I think. Yeah, like the first time twice. was The first time where he ate shit was, like, th- that's the, like that was fine. But the second time, I was like, come on. You, now you have it out for the guy. Dude, Burns is kick flipping and yeah, he's, he's looking like cool, 900s, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah. Tony Hawk over there, and yeah. and Armand can't go like two feet without just <laughs> without just eating it. If he wasn't good, maybe don't show him because notice that we didn't see Tadashima at all. Yeah, 
Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he was cooking. Maybe he was just like, I'm terrible, so don't show me. But Armand, they have no problem just showing him just fuck up time and time again. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know. that. That's probably pretty unattractive to the women. Yeah, man. Uh, they're all sitting there, and like Misaki's like, oh, look at Burns. He's so cool. And Martha's like, oh, looking uh, like look Rico's at- <laughs> kind of spacey. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not a good look. But he redeems himself by saving their prize watermelon at the camping site. Yeah. So they're eating, and uh, there's some drama, right? Yeah, I don't know what happens here. I don't specifically know what they say what happens, but I don't process. I I don't know. I'm just not processing it, I guess. The issue was that Misaki, I guess, had his camera, right? Because they were taking some photos. Yes. And she sees a picture of Yuki's ex from four years ago, he said. Yeah. And she doesn't like it, and so she kind of... She kind of storms off. I mean, she's sitting down and she's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Let's go, ladies. And they're like, okay, let's go. And then, yeah, I, I I didn't really get it either. I mean, I got it in the context of Misaki. They just started dating. I don't, again, we we don't have a really good time, idea of the time lapse. But this is within the same episode. This So this has to be within a week. Like, she just went overboard with this one. No, she did. But the other... Uh, Martha and Rico were like, no, we totally get it. I'm like, did you? I think they, it was more that they got, because Misaki said herself, she's like, I'm upset, but I'm also upset that I'm upset. Yeah. So I think like later on, because this is at night, right? They set up the bonfire and they're they're talking on, I guess, the second floor balcony of the house that they're staying at. Yeah. So I kind of got the feeling that at that point, Misaki was more self-aware. Like she's like, I shouldn't be concerned about this. But I am. And so mm-hmm. that's where I think Martha and Rico were like, yeah, we get like being upset, like okay. at you being, you know, so I, I kind of, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I, I I can see that. Yeah, then that makes a little bit more sense. And, and that, that was okay. At first, I was just, I'm like, what? Come on. Hurry. Yeah. You, yeah. Y'all just start dating. Just, and that's, that's a very simple mistake. Or even like, what? So? <laughs> it's his camera? I don't, I don't know. <sighs> No, I'm with you on that one. And this is something that, like, I've talked with. I mean, I'm sure we've discussed it at some point in our friendship. But keeping things from exes, I feel like it's a contentious topic for some people or Mm -hmm. for some couples. And for me personally, I think there are much worse things. Yeah. You know, if your ex got you something that, like, you really like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not the worst thing in the world to keep it, you know? I think that's... Something that is a case by case basis. I think. Yes, right. That, if it's there's like, no flat answer. If it's maybe something more private, then mm-hmm. you could say, all right, maybe yeah, you yeah. hold on to that. But if it's like, I don't know, like a set of plates or something, like, it, you know, you might really like a certain <laughs> yeah, yeah, style like, of plate. They, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Maybe that is the line. It's like, if it's something more private, then maybe you should get rid of it. But if it's. Something that you use every day. Maybe it's not so bad. I don't know. Actually, you know what? Don't listen to me. I think it's just something that needs to be taken on a case by case basis. It's tough, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's yeah. It's a very gray area that takes a lot of landmine walking. Yeah, absolutely. So later on, we see all six of the house members at the bonfire, and they're definitely all coupled up. And even though. Martha and Armand aren't dating, and we don't really know what's going on, if anything, at this point. It's very clear because we see 
Yuki and Misaki, right, they go off and they talk and Yuki says, look, like, I'm sorry, that was on me. And Misaki says, I want to believe you. So kind of go back to what you said earlier. She seemed kind of self-aware when she was talking to Martha and Rico. But this is a little, it kind of undoes it a little bit for me. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, I don't know if I trust you. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, again, you put it a little bit more into perspective for me. And I, I get it where she she's acknowledging that she's upset and she doesn't know, you know, she feels like I really shouldn't be over something like this. But the way that she puts, like, I, I like Josh more salt on the wound at the end where she was just like, yeah, I don't know if I can tr- trust you for what? <laughs> like this is and i the way that yuki was just not standing up for himself i guess i can put it that yeah this was not yeah i wasn't too happy about this scene i wasn't either man but as far as they go it seems like it's water under the bridge yeah yeah it, it just it healed itself huh exactly we see them kiss and make up and they go back to the bonfire then with riko and tarashima so before we get to the the discussion that they had they kind of act like a couple already. Like, I noticed, like, he was, you know, he offered her the bug spray. And earlier, I, I uh, forgot to mention at the campground, or when they were eating. Oh, yeah, he had something on his nose, right? Yeah. So she wipes yeah. it off. And then, like, he's talking to someone and he's grinning. And she's like, stop grinning so much. <laughs> it was kind of like a weird thing. But yeah. it, it was very much kind of like they had the feel of, like, an established couple. I don't know. Just something weird is in the air with them. It's and bizarre. It's, it, it's like a couple, but not because what what they're doing and what they're saying doesn't match up. Yeah. And th- there's just, the thing is, like, my mind was at the end of this episode, so many things were happening at the same time. This definitely threw me for a loop. I think a big catalyst for their changing relationship is Martha. So we'll get to Martha and Armand. I want to save that for last because that, that has me feeling all sorts of fucked up. Yeah. But Rico seems to be almost aggressive about it. She seems mm-hmm. to really accelerate, or she's trying to accelerate their coupling, if you can call it a relationship, then call it a relationship. But she suggests to Tadashima that she wants to go to a festival, and she wants to wear a yukata, right? Mm-hmm. And Tadashima's like, hey, is this okay? Are you sure you want to do it with me? And Rico's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I thought about it. It's not an ideal, but it's what I want to do. And I think maybe she's feeling a little bit of, uh, of heat from Martha. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that too. And maybe this is a part of his scheme. Like, I, this it could is, be. This is this is the the meta level that he's at, and it's scary. Right? Because if it is, then that's some serious mind fuckery, mind freak <laughs> on an eighteen year old, and that's uh, that's it crazy. So like, it, yeah, that's definitely man. It. I feel like we're doing like cold case files or something. Like when we're just like <laughs> piecing shit together. But that, yeah, that definitely kind of makes sense right he turns it up with martha it, it makes rico act and this just she's just playing in the palm of his hand we're at the precinct and his picture is in the middle of the cork board yes exactly and we got and the thumbtack in him and the circle right and it's like rico martha question yeah, mark uh, is chef right all these weird things yeah so martha seems to be the catalyst for them getting closer to being an actual couple and martha herself is asked out once again, by Armand, but it's more personal this time because it's a one-on-one. He pulls her away from the campfire, and it's yet again clear to me she is not feeling it. Yes, yes. At all. Because in the middle of him talking, she goes, Armand, like, as in, like, dude, not now. 
<laughs> yeah, it's oh, very real. It, it sucks. Oh, it, man. He he definitely had blinders on. It was that happy line. A part of it for him might be seeing maybe that Tarashima and Rico are becoming a couple, and maybe he kind of feels left out. You know, I don't know what's going on in that brain of his, but it might be a, a couple of different things at play. Mm-hmm. And I know that he didn't really get anything going with Momo-chan, but, I mean, like you said before, maybe we're just big prudes, but hey, slow it down, buddy. Like, it's fine. Like, he asked her out when they were at the pool in the last episode, and that's okay. But then he's like, oh, let's go to the gym. And then he pulls her away from the campfire, and he's really making a big show of this. Yeah, this was definitely way too aggressive. It's bad, man. Maybe he knows that like there's not many weeks left in the house, so he's just like <laughs> gonna make a move. I guess so. Yeah. 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 That yeah. yeah. That was not a not a good look. No, it was not. And the episode ends. Man, this is creepy oh, stuff, yeah. right? It is really <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I had really. that in here actually. It's not good. Uh, the guys go to get fireworks, and then the ladies are still around the fire, and Misaki asks Martha and Rico about what's going on. Martha doesn't really get it out. She begins to say, well, Armon, and then she's like, no, never mind, it's okay. And Rico says, oh, well, sucks to hear, Martha, because me and Tarashima are going to go out and screw you, right? And Martha, she's very visibly disturbed by the whole thing. And even when the boys come back with the fireworks and they're lighting them, there's that smoke. And this is the creepy part that we were just talking about, right? Because mm-hmm. we see the fire and there's the smoke and Martha's just kind of sitting in. She is not Staring about it. Staring off into like the fourth dimension. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. She is not having it. And that's how it ends. So it's yeah, really so it was... just, oh man. Yeah. Uh... It's going to have to come to like a, a grinding halt. Like I don't see this getting resolved in five episodes. No. In a smooth way. No, yeah. It's too much. It's getting too busy now. It's heating <laughs> yeah, it's, up too it's, fast. I don't like it. Yeah, no, neither do I. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. Oh, man. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, you have anything else? Nah, I'm good. All right. To end every week, we have a segment called MVP slash MVL, the most valuable person slash loser. Jim, do you mind if I kick it off this week? Please. For MVP, I have Rico. Rico Pin. Hmm, okay. I really like the initiative that she she took in 41, episode 41. She was like, if, if things are not going to move, I'm going to move. I'm going to move it for us. So I, I really liked how she did that. That was basically what really just put him, because everybody else, I don't know. <laughs> Hayato, you know, we think he's scheming. He was almost up there because of the cooking scene. With Martha, and, and he was saying some good shit, but I just couldn't help but think there's something going on. Sneaky dude. Sneaky sneaky dude. Uh, now for uh, MVL, I originally had Yuki because he's the lamest dude on the planet. Uh, <laughs> but again, right at the end, Armon pulls it through with, like, I think this is the first time I had Armon. I don't remember ever picking him as an MVL. You know, when he first came into the house... We were really high on him, and I feel like he hasn't really done anything, I think, too bad, but he's kind of getting into that, uh, okay, what's, what are you doing? We just said everything, so I won't go into it too much, but the way that he's just rushing things, is it's just, it's cringy, at the least, with with how hard he's pressing for uh, Martha. And Martha is showing every bit of signs besides saying no, that she's just not interested. 
and yet he keeps pushing and it's just not a not, not very good look dude i want to add something but i hate when i completely agree with you but <laughs> i can't add anything that's uh, that's it that's it that's a wrap <laughs> oh you mvp and l yeah the same thing oh sick this is the first week we matched up did we is it the first week i feel like it's the first week I mean, I know we've matched on one of them before, but usually, okay. like, something else was different. But I'm with you. I also just want to add that I don't... If you're bad at skateboarding, it's okay. But seeing <laughs> him just wipe out like that really is a strike against Everybody him. Everybody so starts sorry, somewhere, buddy. but he, like... I they didn't have to show that much. They really yeah. didn't. Yeah. Oh, so man. you can't help but because it gives you kind of... A slightly negative impression of him, or just like, yeah, oh, what a loser! Like, oh man, it hurts to say, but that's how I feel, and we must always be truthful on yes. Tourist House. Always, on Tourist House, yes, always. Okay, uh, to wrap it up, social media stuff. Please visit uh, welcome to touristhouse.com. There you can find all our social media links. Uh, Twitter, I am starting to use, and we're starting to gain some followers. So if you haven't followed us on there, please follow. Also, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting apps, iTunes, Spotify, anything like that. Please give us a sub there. That way you can also keep track of us on when we upload there. Uh, with iTunes, if you can please also, if you enjoy what you're listening to, uh drop us a review and a rating that helps us out tremendously we have no other real way of advertising so that that definitely helps us um get us some exposure and if you have any friends trying to get into the show or listen or already watch the show i feel uh you know this show is a really good aid for those just starting so if you can recommend us to friends that would also help uh and i think that about does it sounds good to me man jim why don't you uh you gotta do your thing i'm gonna do my thing felix all right <laughs> just sit back i'll do it all right i'm sitting back all right all the way back all right back <laughs> all right folks you just listened to episode 15 of tourist house where we've covered episodes 39 through 41 of terrace house please join us next week for our 16th episode where we will cover episodes 42 through 44 of terrace house As always, thanks so much for listening. This is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace.